20s, I came out just a very angry person. And, you know, over the years, there was a lot of stuff to work through. And I think of like, man, if I've come so far, and if I can focus on how far I've come, then maybe it's possible to look at, okay, I still have such a far way to go. And so, you know, maybe back then when I was in my 20s, I wouldn't have realized, you know, the life that I could be living today, fast forward 20 years later, but it's like, you know, I probably would have been afraid of the person I am today. Like, I wouldn't have believed that I could have genuinely been happy and content and at peace. I would have been afraid of that peace just because I was almost addicted to the struggle. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck? Like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. I am back. I've had a week off and it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, trying to keep up with everything that is parenting. My son is growing so quickly. I don't even know what to do. He was walking. He was crawling. I mean... He's learned how to crawl last Sunday, and by the end of that week, he was pulling himself up on things. He's climbing up on top of us. Like Changing him is an, always an adventure. I don't want to say it's a nightmare because it's actually kind of fun, but it's just life's just flying. And I, parents talk about this all the time, and I thought it would be quick. I didn't realize, and now I'm just like everything just seems to be moving 100 miles an hour. So I had a week off, and I'm super grateful for it. And to try and get on top of things a little bit. I felt like everything was just piling up left, right, and center, but... It's come alongside some good shifts, some good moves forward, some progressions in the direction I want to go within my life, um, you know, helping people, creating more, I've uh, been speaking about a mindset course that's coming well underway and having this podcast and really trying to find some time to allocate towards these things and some of the big projects that I've been working on. So I'm super grateful for that. Today, I'm also extremely grateful because I have some Vegemite toast and I'm Australian and I love Vegemite, but not being in Australia, I don't get it very often. So... Uh, my family brought some over when they came ages ago and I found a jar in the back of the cupboard that they brought. So I'm stoked with that, getting some Vegemite in. Uh, always a good morning when you can start with Vegemite. Um, other than that, I'm, really, I'm actually really great for different cultures. It got me thinking, you know, different cultures, different environments. Like I really have taken for granted how lucky I am to have lived in more than one country and not only just more than one, but five different countries with five different cultures for more than six months at a time. This has given me a really good understanding of the way different people work and the way different people think and really opened my eyes up to the fact that, you know, we are all so different, but we are all so the same. Our core values and beliefs at the inner as humans are very similar. And this comes back to some of the primal fears is something I'm going to talk about either at the end of this week or next week. Um, I was researching a bit about some of our primal fears. And as you know, when we talk about trading, we talk about fear or greed. And I think some of us have a lot of childhood stuff that we can 
dredge up and figure out why we do a lot of the things we do. But also there's a certain level of um, primal instinct that we all have in us from well back in evolutionary times. Um, and I think it's really interesting to look at the way these primal fears and the way that our, um, let's say, more animalistic traits can actually still refer to some of the behaviors. Now we have learned over time to grow conscious and morals and justice systems, et cetera, to negate a lot of these behaviors. But at the core roots, we still all have these within us. And so this is something that I want to delve into a little bit later in the week, but it's just something that really brought, was brought to my attention. And being someone who's traveled a lot, I really was able to relate it to different cultures. I'm super grateful for that, super grateful for the experiences I've gotten over these years and what's to come. And I'm super grateful for everyone being back here, straight back after a week. And the great bunch of you that are always here, morning, every single morning, learning with me, growing with me, are here again, and I love it. So I'm just going to go through some of the gratitude in the chats here. So glad to see a smiling face, Jake. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I missed you too. Good morning. Grateful to be back with you. I'm so grateful to be back with these mindset sessions and for conversation that brings increased connection, compassion, and understanding. Yeah, that's really, really good. That's the whole point of these, the whole purpose of these calls is to really dive deep. And the more conversations we have about our mind and our body and the behaviors that we're doing, and the more frequently we have it. So if, if you jump on these calls every single morning, or you're listening to a podcast like this, it doesn't have to be mine. It can be anything similar every single day. Then you're really starting to push yourself ahead of others. And it's it's the compound effect. You know, you listen to just something like this. It only has to be 20 minutes, half an hour. But you do that every single day. At the end of the week, you've listened to, depending if you're including the weekends, but a couple of hours more, you know, a couple of hours more mindset. You do that over a month. You're getting to really add up like 10, 20, 30 by the end of the year, almost like a whole week's worth of just listening to mindset stuff. And this gradually bringing brought into your life over time just builds layers and layers. And I was talking to a friend on Saturday night, actually, about this exact thing where you learn certain aspects and then you go away and you learn <clears throat> different things. But then when you come back, to something that you've learned before, you can see it with a different reference. You can see it with a different frame of mind, different perspective. Okay, I've spoken about this previously on the podcast as well. It's like reading a book. You can read a book once and then you can go away, learn a whole bunch of information, come back two years later, read it again. And you're like, whoa, this is actually what the the, the writer was meant to, by when he said X, Y, Z. Oh, I didn't realize this undertone. I didn't realize these other things that were involved in the message that he's trying to convey, convey um, to the reader. And I think it's really important when you're reading books, especially like self-help, mindset, all this sort of stuff, are you reading it to tick it off the list? Like, yep, I read that book, tick it off. Or are you reading it to really take in all the information and to really study it and learn it? Because if you're reading it to study and learn it, you can read it two, three, four times, five times and still take something away. I've got friends who are like, yeah, I've read that. And they just, I think I've spoke about this before as well, where they just don't want to listen. If you've got a point or your point of view about the same topic they've heard, they're like, yeah, I've heard that. I know that. And this is really like a cut a cup full kind of person. Now, if you're trying to learn and grow and develop, you need to have an empty cup so you're willing to take stuff in. If you've got the mindset of like, yeah, I know that, I know that, I know that, I know that, it makes it really hard to shift perspective or to unlearn bad habits and relearn good habits. If you're coming at it with this attitude of like, I've heard this, I know this, 
all the time, then you're not leaving any room for growth. You're not leaving yourself in that growth mindset. You're really in a fix. Like I've heard that. I know that there's nothing more to learn. And we really want to check our egos when we're learning things and seeing, hang on, how is, what is my attitude towards this? Am I open? Sometimes I've heard someone come up to me and they will tell me something that I know very, very well. And I'll sit there and listen and just see, and I'm not seeing if they're right. I'm not seeing um, if I know everything they've got, but what I'm seeing is, is there something new? Like, I know this very well, but is there something that I've missed? Is there some kind of perspective or some point of view that you can present to me and the same thing that I know really well that can help me grow and develop my understanding even further? Um, Bruce Lee's book that I'm reading at the moment, they talk about the re become a researcher. So even if you know all the stuff, research more. If, if you've got no idea, then research. Don't be like, oh, I don't know anything about this. I'm shutting off. Ask questions. Find out. Be engaged. You know, Dive deeper. Whether you know something or don't, it's really important to have that open-mindedness to learn something new. Okay. Completely went off on a tangent there, but let's go back and continue on through these um, gratitudes. So this is why I love doing gratitude because they just fire my mind off onto the new messages that I've been thinking about. I woke up one minute before my alarm. Love it when this happens. Yes, that's such a good feeling. Hasn't happened to me a lot lately because I got the baby, but it's such a good feeling. Did my devotion affirmations, read through my trading plan and got in a trade according to my rules. Yes. And sat patiently. For an hour as it did its thing. Took a lesson, but followed my rules. So it was a win in my mind. I am so grateful for the growth I'm experiencing thanks to this group and your mindset call shake. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. That is awesome, Judy. Like I tell this to people all the time. If you take a lesson but can see it as a win because you followed your rules, you are winning. Honestly, the, the, during this mindset course I'm creating, this is trading. Learn a strategy, write a trading plan, understand risk management. Follow your trading plan to a T. That is it. That is all you need to do. Simple as that. Problem is, most people cannot follow their trading plan. And that is where trading psychology comes into. Why can you not follow your trading plan exactly as it's laid out? What is it inside you? What emotions do you have? And this is the whole of trading psychology. This is the whole of my mindset call is to get people. Some people can come in here. They can write a trading plan that works. They can follow it and they can make money very quickly. Some people come in here. They refuse to write a trading plan step one issue. Then they write a trading plan that's half-assed, step two issue. Then they can't follow that trading plan at all, step three issue. Okay. And the reason they can't do those three things is because they've got emotional stuff. They've got other things going on. They've got preconceived ideas from childhood. And that is what trading psychology is all about. And then managing it the second half. Okay. So if we can figure those things out, then we're definitely getting closer to being successful traders. And if you can follow your rules as you have done, Judy, that's awesome. Big high five to you. Grateful for new experiences, amazing support, and always moving forward. Grateful to be able to return to family connection. Oh, I love that perspective on listening to others on something you think you know already. Yeah. <clears throat> we really want to have this um, empty cup philosophy where we're no matter what, what it is we're talking about, we, we keep our mind open. Okay. So today um, I was speaking with Christine and last week, or not last week, the week before, maybe it was two weeks ago now, we spoke about um, these three questions to understand ourselves to a deeper level. I went through my three questions and my answers and spoke a little bit about how I can learn from that and what I can take away and how I can understand myself and with that, what I can do to better myself. Okay, and Christine has very, very kindly offered to, um, she went through her questions and she found out a bit about herself and she's offered to go through them and share with the group kind of what she's learned and um, depending on 
what she would like. I'm happy to go through and we can sort of break down anything, lessons we can take away from it and how we can help understand um, Christine and her situation and how we can help move move forward in understanding herself and maybe some of the habits and stuff like that that we may need to work on. But Christine, are you there? Yeah, for sure, you bet. Perfect. Well, yeah, if you just want to take it away and if you could read through the questions and then give the answers as well. because Yeah, yeah. So like, first of all, for anybody who hadn't done that exercise a couple of weeks ago of answering the questions of what's your greatest fear, what are my passions and who is my hero, I think, or who is one of my greatest heroes was the three questions. Yeah. Um, it's just very eye opening. And so I sat down one morning and just kind of treated this like, you know, just kind of a journaling process because you know, I recognized, okay, what's my greatest fear? And the first thing that came up is like, I'm quite scared of just not being enough and disappointing people and letting them down. And, you know, when it comes specifically to investments, and you know, I'm afraid of, you know, investing some dollars and then turning around and losing it all. And, you know, that came from past investments that had failed and didn't um, go through. And so, you know, um, the, the the thing that's kind of shown up, I'm coaching with getting some coaching with Teresa right now. And the thing that's showing up quite frequently for me is this whole idea of not being enough or not doing enough. And so, you know, I kind of asked myself, like, where else does this show up in my life? And I remember, you know, not being able to do enough for my parents growing up. I remember first, you know, getting married and not being able to feel like I was enough for my husband, even though, you know, he always assured me I was, but there was this underlying root fear of just not being enough. And so I thought, well, if this feeling of not being enough is, you know, present with me in er different aspects of my life, like, kind of like, what's that about? And then I was like, geez, is it possible that I feel unworthy? You know, is it possible that I question, am I worth it? And you damn well better believe like when it comes to trading, you know, I, I look at people like Teresa, we hear stories of these other people who have seven, eight figure accounts, and you hear stories of, you know, what they can do for other people and how they can give so generously and share. And, I think, man, am I worth it? Like, am I, am I, am I worth, you know, being someone who is worthy enough to manage a seven and eight figure account, you know, or is it possible that maybe I don't believe I'm worth it? And then I thought, well, what about a relationship? Am I worth it? You know, am, am I worthy of people's time and their energy and their passion and their friendship? Am I worthy of their honor and their trust? And like, this just started to get like really deep for me. And deep in a very positive way, but frick, man, in a hard way too. And so, you know, when I look at it, I'm like, man, I'm somebody who's always had big dreams, like real big dreams. Like, you know, I want to live this big and abundant life. I want, you know, this beautiful property in BC, not just, you know, to show photos on social media, but I want this property to share with the people who genuinely can't afford vacations. And that's been a dream of mine for years. And so then I was like, yeah, but that's so far out. And it kind of brought me back to, you know, looking at, okay, like I really have come so far, you know, like I'm somebody who was raised in a home that struggled, struggled, struggled financially, struggled relationally, struggled with addiction. And I remember in my early twenties, I came out just a very angry person. And, you know, over the years, there was a lot of stuff to work through. And I think of like, man, if I've come so far, and if I can focus on how far I've come, then maybe it's possible to look at, okay, I still have such a far way to go. And so, you know, maybe back then when I was in my 20s, I wouldn't have realized, you know, the life that I could be living today, fast forward 20 years later. But it's like, you know, I probably would have been afraid of the person I am today. Like, I wouldn't have believed that I could have genuinely been happy and content and at peace. I would have been afraid of that peace just because I was almost addicted to the struggle. And so, 
you know, it brought me like a little bit further in looking at it. And I was just like, man, kid, like I talked to myself like kid and girl, <laughs> girl, <laughs> you got to listen up. And so child. I looked at, okay, over these years, you know, like I have given myself permission to take some risks. I've given myself permission to make mistakes and to grow. And, you know, I'm discovering that there's these gifts that have been placed in me and there's these capabilities that are within me. And, and so why, if I recognize that I have gifts and callings and abilities in me that are unique to me, why is it that I still question if I'm enough or question if I'm worthy? And so it kind of brought me to this place of years ago. Um, I think I was driving. Gosh, I could get emotional. I'm sorry, guys. That's okay. It's good. <clears throat> I was driving and this quote came to me and it's come to me again and again and again, and it came to me again. And I'm sure many of you have heard it. And so I'll do my best to keep it together here. It's a quote by Marianne Williamson that says, um, oh, our greatest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're more powerful beyond measure. Mm -hmm. It's our light, excuse me, it is our light and not our darkness that frightens us most. And so we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small does not serve the world. You were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's a very powerful quote. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And I think like at the root of my fear is that I am afraid of light, like just living so much in the light and so much in the power and greatness that's been given to me, like not that that I have to muster up that genuinely exists within me. I'm afraid to live that out. And, you know, a simple, simple example of that is, you know, my family and I just went on this amazing vacation and I had just an incredible time together. And um for whatever reason I'm afraid to share photos and I think I'm afraid of what people will say like oh you're so lucky and you know as I listened to this podcast last week like you know the gentleman said people will call it luck but they don't see your discipline they don't see your grind they don't see your hard work they don't see you know how many times you fall and had to get back up again and you know so it's interesting my fear is you know, of power and light and greatness. And yet I, I fear that because I fear what other people might think of it, that I fear that it could intimidate other people or let other people down. And so, you know, when I look at that, there's some truth in that, but I also need to recognize more than anything that that's an absolute crock of crap lie. Like I don't make people intimidated. I don't make people sad. Mm -hmm. That's within them. And that's up to them to journey through and work through. And so if I enjoyed a vacation that was incredible whether I choose to share photos or not I'm going to be damn proud of that and I'm not going to fear away from what other people might say of oh you're so lucky and so on so anyway um there's that for fear and that's long and that's deep but it it, it it's also so eye-opening it's really so then my passions my passions I was like man I just love to be part of a team I love to write I love to lead I love to teach and speak and I used to trained fitness classes and it was incredible it was always like leading and teaching and being with people and just helping people to transform and it was amazing you know I 
you know, for years and before COVID was part of an incredible team at church. And I just served and poured in and that was incredible. And, you know, in part COVID, it, it, it didn't cause me to step back, but I genuinely did step back a lot and I haven't stepped back out again. And so I feel like, I feel like that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say interesting. And part of my reasoning, and I'll just tell you, like, part of my reasoning along the way is in running, you know, fitness and nutrition, as incredible as it was, my husband's also a realtor. So as you can imagine, in raising two kids, here we have my husband's like balls to the walls, like busy in the spring season. You better believe fitness and nutrition is busiest in the spring. And to be honest, our family life just fell apart every spring. And so there was one point in the spring where we, him and I fell apart and he was just like, Chris, like, this is not working. And he was right. Like it wasn't working. And so, you know, I had to really pause and ask myself the question. Okay. Like if I fast forward, like I say family is most important, but if I fast forward my life, you know, 10 years from now, my kids are growing up, but like, what do I want my children to remember? What do I want them to say? And for goodness sakes, like the only thing that mattered in that moment is them saying, being able to say, I'm so glad that mom chose me. And I was like, okay. I remember that moment. That was a pivotal moment. So it's like, yes, I'm choosing my kids. And so there's a part of me that feels the tension between, I want to be out all in with work because work can give me so much immediate gratification. You guys, like there is this adrenaline. There is like you know, you're, you're trading and you have a 4% day. It's like, holy, yeah, I can see the growth on that account. And that feels great. That's good. But I'm telling you, when you're raising teenagers, you can have a conversation where you can have grace or you can have patience. And a lot of times they can walk away with an eye roll. <laughs> and you're like, what the heck? I'm doing the right thing. And here I am teaching in the home where, you know, really in the home where it matters most. And and it's interesting because it's like, as a person, I can live out my passion by just listening and teaching and being a part of team, like the team family unit. And yet it's like, I don't see a 4% increase of that day. But yet my daughter, one of them, my oldest, who's 18, I see so much growth in this kid at 18. And they say, you often don't see it until they're like 20 to 25. And I'm like, shoot, like I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing my 15 year old. And so, you know, I think like in even looking at what are my passions, it's like, yeah, immediately what showed up is to teach and speak and lead and be present and be part of a team. And, and I feel like even though I've taken a big step away from the public in order to really pour in and be there with my kids and support my husband, I'm also like this process actually helped me to realize like, holy crap, kid, you're actually doing this in your own home. Like don't overlook how this is actually being walked out to the most important people in your world. And genuinely, when I say what was most important, when I ask myself the question, what do I want my kids to say? They can, I trust and believe they will be able to say, I'm so glad mom chose me. And so even though I thought I no longer got to, you know, teach and lead and be a part of a group, it's like, no, there's, I'm actually part of the most important group right now. And that's just raising my children to become healthy capable, confident adults. And that is just such a treasure. So yeah, so that's there. But I got to tell you, I also got to know how can I more so teach and lead and be a part of a team outside of my home, because that is still desperately missing. So 
So yeah. And then who's my greatest role model? You know, I love so many people like authors and speakers, but when I really sat down, I was like, man, it's my mom and dad. You know, my parents went from Eastern Canada to Alberta because Eastern Canada was like, you know, fisherman village. So unless you're a fisherman, you were desperately broken, bankrupt. And so they moved to Alberta with just a car and a couple suitcases. And they, they just took such a risk with two young kids. And I just imagine the courage it must have taken them at like 22 years old to make that decision. And my dad started a business. It went bankrupt. He started another business. You know, he became a part of a corporate uh, business that he then climbed the corporate ladder and was like, this is awesome, but I want to return back to business. And so with everything he gained, he went to business and became a very successful businessman. And I think like, man, he taught us so much about hard work and discipline. And And he wasn't without fault and failure. I mean, he had major problems with alcohol for most of my life and I was very angry at him in my mm-hmm. 20s for that but now that I'm in my 40s I'm like holy mother of goodness he fought a battle I will never have to fight because he paid a price and I'm telling you my brother sister and I are all free from that level of addiction or any addiction of that kind because he paved the way. So even though I was mad of the failure and the letdown of you know him trying again, I'm also like, damn it, he paid the ultimate price in that area. And so I'm very thankful for that. And then my mom, I gotta say this really quickly, she was so faithful and loyal. No matter what struggles they had, she just continued to show up for him in that level of faithfulness and loyalty. I'm just like, man, that is without measure. She taught us so much based on her just continuing to stand with him and support him and help him to get through it. And maybe he would have never gotten through if it wasn't for her. Maybe he would have, but she was an amazing woman. So that's a lot. I know, but this process has been so valuable. And yeah, so thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. It was very uh, vulnerable and very open and very honest, which I really, really appreciate. And I think a lot of people, um, probably in this group and who listen to this podcast later can relate. I know there's a lot of underlying issues there that are very much in tune with my my journey and my story and a lot of the things that I have felt and dealt with and have had to overcome um, on a similar level. So I think a lot of people can relate and a lot of people can take away. And this is why this um, this exact exercise is so important because as you can see, Christine's been able to take a lot away and dive deep and it's you know if you take it as a journaling you start with the questions and you just start to unravel what what lies within and what lies beneath and try and dig to the levels of like why does this happen and where does this come from and you've done an excellent job um with that christine and obviously found a lot of things where you can now grow and work on and and move towards and start to you know unravel a little bit further and i think that's awesome you know just a couple of points here that i sort of took away you know you you said you have to choose like you you know you really like being a leader and and sharing and speaking and um i think you had you've made the decision to be there for your family but then you can then turn around and say that your idols or your people who you look up to the most were your parents and so it kind of runs through the tree you know if if your mom had those incredible traits which you which you like you can take the good parts and you know shift the negative parts from your, your parents addiction and stuff like that and then and pass the the credible lessons down through the tree and then i'm hoping that your kids at the same age will be like i'm so proud you know my idol is my mom and all the stuff that she chose and gave to me so it's 
an interesting um, observation from both you being able to see your hero as your parents and then making that decision to be the hero for, for your children um, by choosing them now, which is, which is incredible. And I think onto the part of being a, wanting to speak and lead and um, give back, a lot of the people that I speak to have interviewed and, and discussed with, they say, you know, real success comes from being able to provide value to others. And it's just as simple and straightforward as that. The more you can do for others, the more success you'll feel. And that's because if your passion is to help others and give advice and grow and lead, then doesn't matter the finances. You're going to feel success from that if that's what your passion is and that's what you can follow. Now, it's great if it can co coincide with a bunch of, of financial wealth, but the whole point, you know, finding out what you're truly passionate for, if you find that you're, the path that you're on has nothing to do with your passion, then it's easy to make that shift. And so having a shift in perspective, like this is who I'm leading now. This is my group. This is my pack. And you've got your family to really grow and inspire in it. I'm only guessing now because my my boy is only five months old, but I can imagine at 16, 15 and 18, you know, they're getting into real adults and they're going to be making real serious life decisions. And to have a good role model who's who's continuing, continuously growing and pushing through and, and developing and learning themselves is going to be a great help to them. I mean, that quote that you shared is incredible. It is our light, which scares us the most. And sometimes we really can be fearful of, and it's, it's at a subconscious level, we can be fearful of success because, I mean, in Australia, we call it the tall, pop, tall poppy syndrome. As soon as you start to break out from the group, people cut you down. They, you know, give you shit. They make fun of you. And now that you're consciously aware of it, it's not actually that hard to deal with when you're consciously aware of it and you're like an adult and you're like, yeah, whatever. But there's still that inner child of you who gets beaten up by it because it was happening at a young age and you're like, oh, actually, I'm scared of going out in case it gets bad or in case it gets that level where I'm hurt again. So these things are really great to notice and observe about yourself. And I think just doing this exercise, you've now got um, a, a lot more openness to um, to travel through that journey and and start to delve through ways in which you personally can can deal with them. So again, thank you so much, um, Christine. That was really nice of you to share your vulnerability. Yeah, it's a powerful process and I'm very grateful. So thank you for presenting the questions, the opportunity. No, you're very welcome. And again, thanks for your vulnerability and sharing. And I love that quote. It, it is, and I think a lot of people have that same fear of, of really, really shining, you know, not just like doing a couple of things that are good, but like really breaking out and just being this, this bright star, this beacon of light. And um, once we can delve in and understand why we have that fear, then I think things can really start to shift and change. All right. If anyone else in this group um, goes through and does that exercise and would like to share and we can go through some things, then they're more than welcome to send me a message and we can find a time. We'll be jumping back on on Thursday. I'll be going through a couple of things that um, I had planned for this week. We might jump into the primal fears this week or maybe next week. But for every um, everyone else listening on the podcast, um, if you're not here live, I shall see you yeah, Thursday. And to our traders, let's go jump over now. We're running a little bit late, but it was very, very, very worth it. And we'll um, see if we can catch some points for today. All right. Love you all. Thanks, everyone. We'll speak to you again. Bye.